Radio Tiny House is on the air. Good morning and welcome to Episode 7 of Radio Tiny House. Uh, My name is Barry Smith. And Beth Smith here. And we are actually married and enjoy doing this podcast together. It's actually one of the most fun things we can do that we can actually, you know, talk about on the air. Well, I can think of other things, but that's okay, (laughs) right? Well, we won't talk about that on the air, you know. And uh, just wanted to say hi. It's It's a cool, crisp morning here. Finally, we've got some nice fall weather. I'm sure that will last about three days before it gets back up into the 70s or 80s. Hallelujah. That's just kind of the way it is here in, in, in the South. Even in the mountains, it gets uh, warm in the fall. Yes, it does. So welcome, welcome, welcome. We, uh, we're we excited to be here. We took a week off. We went to the beach. Yes. A much Thank needed, God I needed to go. Uh, vacation. I didn't spend enough time in the sand, so I might wake up one day and head to the beach and Barry won't even know. Uh, I'll know because I'll probably <laughs> be with you. Um, because I, I enjoy the beach. That's my, my favorite place. Well, luckily where we live, we are about five hours from the beach. So honestly, we could get up in the morning and be at the beach that, by, by 10. That's if exactly If I could right. get us moving that early. And if I felt like it, we could get up early in the morning, drive to the beach, spend the day and then drive back at night. But yeah. I think that may have happened. You know, those days were like 18, 19, <laughs> 20 years old. When we used to drive from uh, Marietta, where Beth uh, lived at the time, up to Chattanooga, Tennessee, to go to Krispy Kreme Donuts just because we wanted to be together. Well, no. What was in the middle of the night? What do you do? Well, we didn't have 24-hour things then. So that's right. Well, dating ourselves. But the but, Krispy hey. Kreme in Atlanta was 24 hours yeah, at the that time. Yeah, didn't matter. So we, we wanted just, to go to Chattanooga. No, we just fun. wanted to be just together. Just to drive. Um, yeah, and you know the other thing that's great is so we'll talk about a little bit in the lessons from the beach. But we found the most adorable hotel down there. We did. That is really reasonable. And if we decided, and they're not busy right now because it's the winter, right? But if the day is nice and we decide we want to go down there, we can um, spend the night. That's Easily. right, and I mean, and inexpensively. It's inexpensive. It's not nine hundred dollars a night at the beach, like uh, some places that you'd go to Destin or someplace right. like that. Tybee is a, a relatively um, undeveloped Reasonable. beach. It's not like Daytona or Panama City or Destin or any place like that. There are no high rises. They're all um, the majority of the hotels and motels are all mom and pop things. There's a couple of chains. Uh, there's an old Savannah hotel there, the DeSoto. Yeah, I um, think, what, two stories is all they'll allow? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But it's, we'll talk about that more. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes, we are getting ahead of ourselves. So uh, good morning again. Uh, today we'd like to talk a little bit about, we've got some stuff going on with Radio Tiny House yeah. that we're excited about. We, uh, of course, have our podcast, which is, uh, I love doing it. Uh, of course, I'm an audio geek. Um, but uh, we also have a new YouTube channel. Yeah, I'm working madly and feverishly on getting our our, um, first two videos edited. First one is going to be on our house that we've talked about before, went viral. And um, so I'm going to just kind of do an overview of that. And we'll put that on the channel. That'll kind of be our first one. And then we're going to do... Um, some video of uh, the beach and right. the tiny houses we found at the beach, um, and some that really surprised us on the way back from the beach. We probably should talk about that, too. Yes, but, yes. Um, so we want to be able to, uh, the big part reason that we do this is that we want to be able to further 
reasonably reasonably priced living for people. And people go, how in the world did you do what we did? We didn't know we were on the cutting edge when we did it. We just knew that this was a time, uh, a cost saver and time saver for us when we built our shed home. And um, so, yeah, that's what we're trying to uh, help others well, figure out how to right. do. Right. And we want to be advocates, if you will, for tiny houses and shed homes. Yep. Because it's uh, it's a very affordable way for people to get out of the suburbs or, or even the, the cities to buy a piece of land um, where you can that will allow tiny houses or shed homes. Uh, and there are more and more of those around, by the way. Uh, and, and to live a, a lifestyle where you're not so tied to a commute or tied to being, uh, you know, having mortgage. to travel all the time or a huge mortgage. That's right. Right. So for, for us, I mean, we, we did it to be mortgage free. We didn't, we didn't really start out with the idea of becoming advocates for anything. We wanted to do it for a, our lifestyle. Right. So um, our, our goal was mortgage-free. We ended up with two houses. Um, that was a surprise. Uh, we, I mean, we had planned to do that eventually, but because we wanted to make, build a family commune. But yeah, so now we have two houses. But you know, the other thing is now we have sh- an animal commune. Well, that we have two houses and this shed that we're in doing our podcast. But here's the thing. We had to move 65 miles from the city to do this. So not only are we advocating for people to be able to live tiny in rural areas, and there are so many laws and so many codes about that, we're also advocating for people to be able to live tiny in cities where we, right. there's infrastructure and restaurants and Wi-Fi. Because, yeah, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi. That's, uh, that's a big thing, especially right. in rural areas. Right. I uh, was on a podcast yesterday Um and uh, we were talking about the Wi-Fi thing, and I said Elon Musk is either going to be our savior or he's going to kill us all. Right. Um, <laughs> Earthlink. I'm going for savior. I'm, yeah. uh, I, it's good tech. Um, I hope. And I'm I'm fascinated with uh, almost everything Elon Musk does. I really want the batteries Except to come for out his for houses. Name is a little odd. I, w- I can't even pronounce it. Well, no. Yeah, it's can't uh, pronounce it. like a series of letters and numbers <laughs> yeah, or I don't even know something like that. It. I don't know. It sounds like a and something you'd name an Android. But, you know, I don't want to. <laughs> that's what they wanted to do. So, yeah. Hey, um, it's a free country. So and that's hey, cool. he's Elon Musk. He, he can do, do any, he anything he wants, he wants to do. That's exactly right. So uh, also, uh, we don't edit our podcast. So you'll, no. you may hear occasionally like uh, me. Squeezing a water bottle, putting or, down a coffee cup. Uh, occasionally, my heater might come on if I'm freezing to death. Uh, us, Although he probably won't let me do that. No, the heater can't be on right now. That's too much background noise. Uh, right. Us giggling about something occasionally. Yeah. So we try to do the podcast as much live yep. as we can. I edit in um, music at the end and the in the beginning, and that's that's about it. Uh, this is it. This is this it. Is, this is, is us. us. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, it's it's live, and that's how it's gonna go. So, uh, YouTube channel, it'll be our first, we're aiming for our first video to be up yeah. tomorrow, let's say. Today's uh, Tuesday, November 3rd. Yeah, I'll probably buy the, buy, I'll, I'm going to say Friday. Okay, it takes so, a long time to do these. You oh, have it, these YouTubers who do one every day. Well, obviously, they're sending it out to somebody else to edit it because it takes forever. <laughs> um, I, I'm pretty efficient at it. I mean, I've done a lot. Of, not a lot. I've done some. Um, but it just takes a long time. There's a lot of little ticky things you have to do. So we're getting that done, but we'll try to get our first one up, you know, by, I, I tell you what, I'll make a deadline of next week. We will be able to actually announce that it's up. Okay. All How's right. that? Fair enough. So, so 
So that uh, gives me the weekend. So we case. can't, but we can't talk about this again next week, I except know. for to say, well, it's hard. Hey, our video's up. Exactly. We can't say, say, oh, we it's got coming. one more week. So no, yeah, coming. So um, the other thing is that uh, I always try to include um, something about. Uh, you know, questions that we get asked. And, oh, and we yeah. get a lot of, of questions on Facebook in our group, uh, on our Facebook t- uh, page, which is uh, My Tough Shed Home. Um, that's just a page. The group is Tiny Houses Shed Homes. Uh, right. the, and the, we are not currently running a website for that. We have nope. my website, BethWSmith.com. We've got Radio Tiny House websites. That's enough websites for two people to keep up with. So if you want to find us on Facebook, that's where we are. I own about 30 domains, <laughs> we but we only have two hey, websites. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, onward. That's okay. So the probably the biggest question that we get asked, Always. well, uh, maybe the top two, you know, one is... Um, where uh, can I just build this on a piece of property? And the answer and, is no. No, not until you find out if you can. But the other one is cost. Everybody wants to know what our house cost uh, to to build, and that's that's always a tricky thing because we can tell you exactly how much it costs, but to duplicate what we have is not going to cost you the same. No, it's probably going to cost you a lot more right now because of the cost of lumber has gone up, the cost of all building supplies have gone up. Um, taxes have gone up. I mean, everything related to building a house yep. has gone up. Yep. And uh, the base price of the the of our tough shed home has gone up somewhat, but not as much as other costs have gone up. Right. Well, the advantage to using a shed builder is that they have probably pre-purchased lumber. They're flying off the shelves, if you would use that analogy for sheds, but um, they pre-purchase lumber. They can usually do a lot better than you can at Home Depot, although there are discounts and whatever if you go to your your lumber yard. But um, we know that uh, costs, we talked about this before, costs have skyrocketed. So I finally have an answer to how much will it cost me. You want me to give my rule of thumb? How how much will it cost me to build a house exactly like you've built? (laughs) Right. Uh, so whatever you spend for the outside of your house, like if it's 10, I'm doing easy math. Okay. All right. If it's $10,000 for your shed, okay, you got to figure the inside's going to cost about $10,000 if you do all the work yourself. Right. So you're in it for 20. Now you can finance or rent to own. And there's some problems with rent to own a building and you need to read your contract, but I can't go into that. But so you, but if you want to have helpers like we do, because we don't do things that kill us, we don't crawl on roofs, we don't do electrical, we think plumbing might kill us if we did it wrong. It so could. We don't do any of that stuff. So if you want to do, it'd be it, horrible to go to the bathroom, light a match, and boom. <laughs> well, that's another whole problem. Anyway, um, so if you want to get helpers, right? Then you need to add it times three. So your $10,000 shed would be $30,000, right? Keeping the math really simple. Right. Um, so, but that doesn't include septic well, um, your infrastructure. That right. Or foundation. Foundation. That includes the shed and the stuff you stick on the inside of it. And right. And your insulation and your electrical and your plumbing and all that stuff. So you, you can't just walk up one day and say, hey, I want to have a shed and it's going to cost me $5,000. It's not. Now, there are people that put them in people's backyards and they live in them illegally um, or they live in them legally. But most of the time when they're just stuck in somebody's backyard, they're not legal. 
Um, so you kind of have to be really careful about that. And one day we'll talk about what the county can do to you if you right. decide to live in something illegally. And, but that's another conversation and it's for another not, day. it's not a pretty story. It's not. It's a scary story. So anyway, that's how that's my rule of thumb. And I, Barry used to try to answer people when they came in on our t- and whatever. And I'm finally let's let just the rule of thumb is this. Right. And that's that's pretty accurate, actually. It is. And, you know, it also, of course, depends again. And we've talked about this before on your taste, on what you want in your house. If you want marble countertops or if you just want plywood countertops, although yeah. plywood right now may cost as much as marble. Well, we have plywood countertops. We do have plywood countertops. And it's kind of cool. I yeah, like it a lot. I like them. I was going to epoxy them and make them all white and pretty and sparkly and kind of look like um, whatever. And I went, when we put the plywood uh, substrate down, I was like, I don't know. I like this. Yep. So we left it. Sealed it. Sealed it. And left it. Need to be done again. Yeah, it needs about time after three years. Yeah. But uh, so for, from a cost standpoint, I mean, we can we can tell you exactly. I mean, we can go penny by penny if that's what somebody really wants. But it's not really going to do you any good to have that information because that was three years ago. Yeah. Costs mm-hmm. have have changed significantly for especially for lumber. Uh, I haven't really looked at uh, wiring and things like that lately. But It's ridiculously expensive when you go to try to get electrical. When I saw the cost when I sent, well, I I ordered everything the electrician told me because I was going to be in charge of ordering. And um, yeah, I was shocked at how much electrical parts cost. Electrical parts? Electrical parts. So if if you're Elon Musk and you're building a Tesla in your basement, then it's going to be really Really expensive. expensive. Yeah. (laughs) Well, maybe not for him. He's probably got some deal. Yeah, he does have a deal. I'm sure. Lots of with, deals with Home Depot. Yeah, lots of deals. <laughs> by the All way, right. we're not we're not sponsored by Home anybody Depot. Tough, or, or like, Elon Musk or Tough Shed. Although we should, I'm, I should hit Tough Shed up. We, we do need somebody to hit said tough, you should be talking to them. They use our our house and lots of their advertising, whatever. I'm like, you know, I need to make that call. Yeah, but not there yet. We do. We need to make that call. I I think we ought to uh, call um, IKEA. Uh, and say see, what? See, I mean, we've got all their stuff in our house, too. <laughs> That's so. true. Well, the crazy thing is Tough Shed is so busy right now. Yep. I don't think they need to, me to advertise for them because the shed to home market, I have to say partly maybe because of us and our house going viral, has gone crazy. It has gone crazy. They are crazy. way behind. They're uh, they're significantly behind, and people are having to wait for three, four months, four months for uh, for so builds. I don't, I don't know if they want to sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sponsor. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, anyway, that's that's the uh, the spiel on costs. So um, double the cost of your outside building if you're doing the work yourself, if you're capable of doing the work yourself. And remember that all this should be inspected by your your local building inspectors. Um, if you're going to do it yourself, and if you're hiring it out, it's going to cost three times as much as the outer shell of your right. your shed, and that also will have to be inspected. Right. So that's just where you can budget. Clearly, your taste and all your things you pick might change that, but as a place to start, we think that's an easy way to help people understand the cost right. that they're looking I at. Mean, you might want to put a 100-year-old oak flooring in your house that's going to cost you know $200 per square foot. Yeah. Um, or you might want to put the crap that we put in our house. Yeah, we hate our floors, yeah, but we're, we're going to redo those. We're which... not going to get them to be our sponsor. <laughs> no. We <laughs> decided to go with cheap floors, and they look it. 
Um, and they got wet, and that, I mean, anything that you drop or drip in the kitchen, it just makes it a mess. So that's another conversation. We'll talk about our floors when we replace them. We will, we're because, gonna do. because I think that's something that, that we need to help people avoid. Yeah, don't do don't, what we did. Don't, <laughs> don't do what go we did. Don't go cheap. I mean, that's... Um, that's the one thing I think that we went, uh, you know, we're down to, I think that was the last thing we bought. Yep. And we went, because yeah, we, we're we, were ta- we were paying out of our, out of our own pocket, pocket. Getting low on cash. So we got some cheap floors and we pay for Big it every mistake. day. Big mistake. Big mistake. But so we have a plan. Don't, don't follow our floor <laughs> Right. Don't advice. do what we did. <laughs> Uh, All right, so that wraps up the cost session. If you do have any questions about cost, you can uh, feel free to uh, to send us an email at uh, radiotinyhouse at gmail.com, and uh, we'll answer your questions as best we can. If you've right. got any comments about the show, make them nice, please. That's always nice. Um, yeah, we'd love to have your feedback, We actually. would like to have your feedback. So um, the, uh, the neat thing we're going to talk about today, yeah. not that... Tiny houses and shed homes aren't neat because it's kind of our our lifestyle. I mean, that's yeah. what, that's what we how we live every day. Yeah. Is lessons from the beach? Yep. Okay. Lesson number one for go me: go to it often. For, go often. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, there's uh, there's t-shirts where we live up in the in many of the shops here that say the mountains are calling and I must go. And for me, it's usually the beach is calling and I must go. Uh-huh. I absolutely love the beach. Yeah, I, I love think the that's mountains. our first t-shirt shirt. Yeah, the beach is calling, calling and I and must go. go. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's true. Um, my my first lesson uh, from the beach this time would be: don't walk on the beach in fifty mile an hour <laughs> winds with blowing sand unless you want a thousand needles going through your legs. Yeah. Um, obviously, when you go to the beach in November, when there's a hurricane out in the Gulf, there's a lot of wind. <laughs> so. What, well, now, but wait, days, we were on an Atlantic beach. That's true, but it still was out there. A couple of the days were mm. amazing, and then one day was overcast and super windy, and we decided we wanted to get video of the waves because they are amazing. Yeah, the guys but were actually surfing. Surfing, and we don't usually have that in the Atlantic side, uh, but wow, we, were, um, we didn't last too long. Not no, on the beach. Not but, that day. Yeah. So that's not the lesson we were going to talk about, though. Oh, it's not? No. Uh, you're we off were, topic. We were going to talk the about... The topic is ra- radio or tiny houses. Oh! <laughs> not, not your needles from on your legs from the needles beach. Needles from hell. <laughs> right. Tiny houses. Get stay on track. All so, right. All right. So um, lessons from the beach on tiny houses. Yes. So first, where'd we stay? We stayed in a tiny cottage. First off, we're trying to be very COVID careful because we're still in the middle of a pandemic. If right. you listen to this two years from now, you might not even think about that. But um, Or 100 years from now. Yeah. We're trying to be COVID careful. So we stayed in a very secluded cottage, which was weirdly inside. Um, um, not weirdly, but it was. I'd never have seen anything quite like it. You walk into a completely private, fenced-in backyard and then... Right up against, which was small, but right up against it, they had built a 350 square foot cottage. So it was sort of a little L-shaped building that had the kitchen bathroom on one little part of the L and then the living room with a loft, if right. you will, uh, on the in the main living room. So a bedroom, living room and loft. The loft, they had asked us not to climb up in. Of right. course, I climbed up in there, but... I didn't go in she, there. I just she did, looked. She did climb the ladder, but she didn't physically right. get in the loft. In the loft. Let me just say I, for, just the legal for legal purposes. purposes. I did not get in the loft. <laughs> anyway, so um, 
We loved it. It, it um, was so cute. It was so cute. We had some, you know, we had to make it ours. I rearranged the furniture because that's who I am. Um, and we'll we'll probably we're gonna do that video on our um, tiny houses shed homes YouTube channel. Right. So you'll be able to see that when that comes up. But um, yeah, it was really cute, and so we felt really safe. Uh, had a little microwave, had a coffee pot, had um, a sink, toaster oven, sink, whatever. So we could cook a fridge. We could cook and, you know, hang out because we didn't really want to go inside to any restaurants because we haven't done that since COVID started. Now, we, um, you know, you can have food delivered. We did that. We got pizza the first night and so whatever. So anyway, we were COVID careful. Um, we went to the beach when it was mostly not really busy. So we really didn't yeah. see a lot of people. Well, mo I mean, you know, it was uh, midweek that we were there. I mean, we were there from Tuesday through Saturday, so right. it was it was mostly midweek, um, and uh, there just weren't a whole lot of people on the beach. And right. it was quite nice. It was uh, well on the windy day. There were a few brave souls out, but it was mostly deserted. Right. But anyway, so lessons from the beach. The tiny house was adorable, and um, we. Um, you know, there was enough room in that 350 square feet for two people to live comfortably. Right. Um, so I think, you know, we live in six, 768 square feet, um, but that's basically like living on our downstairs. Right, yeah. And, you know, it was comfortable. Yeah, it was very comfortable. It was uh, I wouldn't really want to have big giant dogs. Or something, and like lots of children living in there with me. It would me. be hard. Would be hard. It may even be hard to have a cat in no, there. No, you could do the cat. <laughs> but the, yeah, well, this cat saying is harder. But yeah, um, I think it'd be hard to have a lot of people and animals right. in 350 square feet. But that's just me. There are people who are doing that. Anyway, the other thing that, ooh, ooh sorry, I hit the microphone. He'll slap my hands because I talk with my hands. I can't help it. Don't do that. Sorry, that was me. Um, yes, it was. Um, the, I think the biggest lesson that I, I wanted to take away from the beach, and I talked about this in our um, our tiny home group uh, that we have on Facebook, but um, the fact that you can take a house, um, and they have a lot of tiny cottages on the beach that were built in the 30s, 30s maybe? Maybe 40s. Yeah. Um, and they're like concrete block and whatever. And very simple shapes. I mean, really, what is a shed home? It's a or a tiny house. Either way, a tiny house on wheel. They're very simple shapes, right? Like a little pitched roof, and roof roofs cost a lot of money to do something funky. And when you go into big subdivisions, you see all kinds of very creative roof lines. But when you look at cottages on the beach, what do you see? You see that traditional little peaked roof, mm -hmm. um, and then. But in Tybee, where we were, which is near Savannah, um, they uh, have gone crazy with color. Um, and some of them, as I, uh, some of them aren't just like, you know, circus colors. There are a couple of them that are kind of circusy. That's not what I'm advocating for you and your house and, you know, the mountains, let's say. But, um, you know, details are what makes the difference in a shed home. Right. Um, so, you know, shutters. Um, overhangs little you don't have to build a giant porch if you can't afford it to start with but give yourself a cute overhang maybe with brackets or paint your door i mean the, one of the things that's happened when our house goes viral our house is dark gray but the door is bright aqua and i think that's what draws people's it's, eyes to it that that huge pop of color um makes I think a big is, difference is now i sound like an art critic it was very unexpected um <laughs> 
yes. <laughs> but um, that, yeah, that one pop of that aqua right. just really sets off the entire house. Right. So if you're paying attention, you know, like if you want to live in a shed home, all right, you're already kind of being different. Yes. Right. Um, but there's a beautiful shed home that um, a, a girl I follow on Instagram, hers is totally white. Her floors on her porch are white. Her Everything is white. And then on the inside, it's got a lot of pallet wood and a lot of dark, warm kind of uh, homey characteristics. But the outside is perfectly white and it's beautiful. Now, she doesn't have any real shutters or details, but the detail for her is stark white. Right. Um, but, you know, ours is dark gray with aquador um in the beach we saw a white house with aqua shutters we saw a yellow house with an aqua door of course here i am talking about aqua there were coral doors there were um bright blue doors oh, there bright... was a, a front porch that was painted uh kind of aqua yellow and coral right i mean it was um so lots of colors lots of colors and sometimes they mixed them together um yep. but but what caught your eye was not the fact that this was a 1920s concrete block building, because, by the way, there are many of them are mm -hmm. that. It caught what caught your eye were the details that they added. And so now they're adding them in as Airbnbs and charging a lot of money for houses that probably cost $2,000 to build right. a long time ago. So if you're looking at having a shed home, if you start thinking about the details about what can make that look like your home instead of just some shed somebody threw on your property, we're... We have a white shed that we're in right now in the podcast studio. The front half is not yet finished. I'm working on it to convert to homeschooling, guest house. Video studio. Video studio. I mean, we're working on making it a big, you know, like a space that we can use as transitional. But um, the outside is white right now. Um, we're talking about painting it bright red. I've actually bought a gallon of red paint. Right. Um, I haven't done that yet. But I'm headed there. It may be red with an aqua door. I don't know yet. Um, and paint's cheap. And if you buy it and you don't like it, you can change it. Well, that's right. And red with aqua, those are two of Beth's favorite colors. Right. And, and uh, what inspired her with the aqua door was a pair of cowboy boots that I had gotten. Right. Well, cowgirl boots, I guess, right. that I had gotten her yeah, uh, several my... years ago that were brown and aqua and red. Right. And yeah, I did need to get them. They're in my closet, and I need to get them out. And we'll... we'll uh... You should take a picture of them. I should. In oh. front of our tiny house. I should. There you go. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, you know, I think the th main thing we wanted to talk about from the beach, except for or that you need to go, We are, you know, if the beach is calling and you must go is the fact that um you know if you pay attention to the details your house your shed house or your tiny house can be everything that you want it to be am i drifting away from my you, microphone you are, i didn't think i was are. you need to oh, see there, there yeah there you are sorry sorry it's hard to talk and talk with my hands and look at you and make sure i stay just the perfect distance from the microphone i know i know so maybe we should get you a lavalier <laughs> No. <laughs> I like my microphone. All right. Anyway, onward. So the the cool thing about Tybee, which is, uh, T, for those who want to know, it's T-Y-B-E-E. -E. Um, and I've been going there most of my life. This is not a commercial no, for Tybee. It's not a commercial for Tybee. We are not sponsored by the Tybee Convention and Visitors Bureau. Right. Or maybe Visitors Bureau. I don't think they have big enough space to do conventions <laughs> no. there. Um but, you know, for a long time, the only houses on Tybee were just these small, 
uh, what we would call tiny houses today. Now, and, you know, as in the 80s, people were buying up lots and building mm. much larger houses now on them. there are monster houses. And there are, yeah, there are a lot of monster houses on them that are now built to new hurricane codes because they're all up on piers. But there are so many cute little cottages um, that I didn't see one. Oh, I saw two that were, were for sale. Uh, one that was owned by DeSoto, and then another one that was had a real estate sign out front. Yeah, but most of them are for rent. Right, and they're most many of them are there's Airbnb. There's several different places uh, places to you know. Right, and there are a number of, of of cottage rental companies right, uh, on Tybee, but and we're not sponsored by Airbnb. But we got our uh, tiny cottage through Airbnb. Right, and the uh, I, I do have to say that the um, the owner of the cottage. Uh, was great. She was very communicative. Um, she well, was welcoming. Well, one um, of the reasons we chose Airbnb, by the way, was that they have new clean, cleanliness standards. Right. So I feel like they have a lot of uh, to risk if somebody gets COVID in, the, in their in their thing right. and starts to complain. So rather than going with another kind of rental cottage, we used Airbnb because we felt like their cleanliness standards would match what we were looking for. Anyway, we're kind of right. And, and the guest, I mean, the, the host, I mean, uh, the, the one thing she told us, or one of the things she told us was the, the it's a firm bed. Yeah. And it, it was a firm bed. So, <laughs> so firm that we went and bought ourselves an egg crate to sleep on. But yes. I wouldn't even say that. Well, anyway. All right, so let's talk about our sponsor. But, but it was still nice. Yeah, it was I nice. Mean, I, I enjoyed it. it. I would go stay there again. Right. So the sponsor this week is us. It's us. We, we're paying for it. Well, I guess, you know, not just, we bought all the equipment and everything. But it's to promote our Tiny Houses Shed Homes group on Facebook. Yeah, so, so we advocate, advocate for this lifestyle right? and try to help you get there. Um, Lots and, of information. We answer your questions. Yep. Uh, we're uh, in it uh, and active in a way. It t- it takes a lot of time. I had no idea how much time people put into Facebook groups. No, I know it's uh, it is incredible. Uh, I'll be talking to Beth, la, and she'll la, be la, going, la. "Wait a minute, wait a minute, let me wait finish minute, answering let me finish this, this question." Answer. Yeah, there are a lot of questions as people are trying to navigate this very complicated process. Um, by the way, on Black Friday, I am offering a workshop. It's going to be an inexpensive workshop. Uh, we're um, but um, you'll, we'll talk more about that in the group. But I want to help people figure this out. We stumbled our way through it. Didn't have anybody to help us. I was on the researching it all the time. And we kind of lucked out. We did. And when uh, we went to build, we went and sat in the planning commission office and, and, and asked spoke with them questions. and asked questions. And Right. So, um, <clears throat> but we want to help others do that. Um, and so we're going to be doing a workshop. We're going to be trying to help people figure it out. And if they're stuck, there are people that start the process that get stuck over and over again. So my commitment to them is we're going to help you get unstuck. Right. Um, So we're going to be doing that. But if you want to join, we'd love to have you. Um, And, uh, yeah, that's us. We're Tiny Houses Shed Homes on Facebook. And we have My Tough Shed Home on Facebook because that's where we are right now. We're just mainly on Facebook or our websites. Our websites. Uh, We also have, um, we had scheduled, Beth had scheduled for her Facebook Live that she does in the group, Tiny Houses Shed Home. She does a Facebook Live every Sunday evening at 8. 8. Even when the time changed, so now it's really dark. Yes, it is really dark. I'm not sure that I like that, but I've never been a big fan of changing time anyway. uh, we were going to have, uh, as our guest, she was going to have Scott and his wife, Rhonda, Rhonda 
uh, from Louisiana that have what Beth calls the cutest tiny no, house. No, the most beautiful, most beautiful shed home shed I've home. seen yet. Um, and, um, and I'll put that up against ours. I, I mean, theirs is a lofted barn, which is like what we're in. Right. But it is amazing. Marble countertops, chandeliers. It's, I mean, it's amazing. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. It's uh, it's incredible. So we're going to interview him in the group. And uh, he sent me the video now. So we're just going to, I'm putting together a video for the uh, Facebook oh, Live. Cool. And he's just going to over. So, so he was gonna, he was going to be on about it. this past Sunday. Right. But, and he had a conflict of interest. And so um, we've changed the date to this Sunday. November. November 8th. 8th. Uh, Scott and Rhonda from Louisiana will be talking about with Beth about their beautiful lofted barn lofted that barn. has been through three two, hurricanes two or three, this yeah. year. So yeah, so we'll be talking about that and talking about the safety of living in a in a, a shed yeah. in Hurricane Alley. And our, of course, our shed has been through. We we don't get actual hurricanes. We get leftover hurricanes here, but we've been through <laughs> three or four. Five of them, I don't know. Well, a bunch just of them. when when we were at the beach, which is kind of weird, we were at the beach where hurricanes happen, and North got Georgia one. got hit by uh, the remnants of it. It was a tropical storm uh, that hit up here, and Zeta, um, Zeta, Zeta, and now there's a new one that is uh, forming I in the Gulf. So, um, and uh, you know, we we have comments that uh, people will say, "Oh, don't buy a you know a shed from Home Depot or Lowe's because it'll just blow over in the wind." And I got to tell you. I, we never feel the wind. No, I mean, it's we don't, uh, we don't even, even hear it. Even high winds, 65, 75 mile an hour winds, uh, we don't hear. Don't, don't hear, hear rain, which is disappointing because I like rain on a tin roof. Right. But, but we did lose power for 38 hours. Right. So um, I threw away threw lots away of, lot food. of food. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so Barry's got on the list. What would you do different? I think we need to table that. Yeah, I think so. I think we need to talk about that. Um, uh, next week, maybe, maybe. Or, or or just do a whole show on what would we do different? Well, um, we, we've already talked about the floor. Floor, yeah. The floor yeah, is like different. number one for me. Right. Um, but um, so we'll just table that for next week or a couple of weeks from now. Yeah. And we'll just do a whole show on what would you what would we do different? Yeah. Uh, from maybe from planning, from drawing it out, I'd probably actually do <laughs> real blueprints instead uh, of something on a napkin. Uh, <laughs> I kind of like my napkin. Well, I love the napkin. It was very creative. We were sitting down in Starbucks one day, and Beth just do the, drew the plans for the house, and that's what we built from. That's right. Um, and then we talked a little bit about tiny house weather already because we talked about hurricanes right. and how that affects tiny houses. Um, you know, I think when you're in a tiny house, weather is so much more important than if you're just living in a subdivision. You don't have to worry about, how am I going to get out? What am I doing if power goes out? What am I doing for uh, to, if I'm in a tiny house on wheels? How am I going to keep the bottom insulated? Right. There's all kinds of that things around that. So I think maybe next week, we talked about winterizing. Right. Um, but as we get a little closer, maybe we'll touch a little bit more on tiny house weather. I do think the fires in California have abated a little bit. I. Barry yeah, and I quit was, watching the news we, because yeah, we, we just can't. We totally can't stopped anymore. watching the news. But I know there's a fire in, in Colorado. Uh, there was before we left for Tybee. Uh, there was also one in Utah last week. And I think right. the Utah one is under control. So the great thing about having a tiny house on wheels, which is not us, we mainly do did a shed home, is that you can drag your tiny house away from the fire. 
Um, but what I think is happening now in California is people are trying to get temporary shelter. They're living in RVs uh, in their driveway. And I don't know if California is allowing any sheds like home living. I need to look that up. Maybe we'll dig into that a little bit. Um, but anyway, um, you know, I think, you know, just being cognizant of wind, being cognizant of rains, you know, weather, snow loads, all those things are really key when you're living in a, a maybe a shed or a little different house. Right. Yeah. And it's, um, uh, you know, you have to look at things like don't build in the bottom of a valley if if it floods. Don't build at the top of the hill if it if there are no trees around and, and you know that hill gets 100 mile an hour winds. I mean, right. there's, there's lots of things that you've got to consider. Uh, or that your builder, if you're going to have somebody build a tiny house for you, uh, is going to have to consider for the location that you want to place your tiny house in. Right, which is part of the reason we have building codes, which can either be our best friend or our worst enemies. Right. We'll talk about getting through building codes at some point. All right. Yep. So what else? I, I think Are we're we done. wrapping up. We're wrapping up for today. Cool. So um, you can find us on radiotinyhouse.com. You yep. can find us uh, at bethwsmith.com. Yep. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at uh, My Tough Shed Home and at um, uh, Beth's page, Tiny Houses Shed Homes on Facebook, which is a group uh, page. Yep. And you can listen to the podcast on Anchor or, or uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, a whole bunch of places. Wherever you like to listen to your podcast, you can hear us. If you want to come see us live, that would take some doing, <laughs> but we'd be happy to see you. Right. All right. Well, that's it for me. All right. Have a great day, everybody, and we will see you next week. 